please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 3. We're in the last section, which is verses 19 through 24. I was hoping to get through it a little bit quicker, but I'm not. So <laughs> I'm sorry about that. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 22, the Apostle John says, Whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Now remember again that the Apostle John is not talking about the Ten Commandments as such, but about trusting in Jesus Christ and loving one another, which is what pleases God immensely, and why He will make it abundantly clear in the very next verse when He says, and this, in, this is verse 23, and this is His commandment, that we should believe on, his, uh, on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and in the Greek it says, always love one another as He gave us commandment. So He clearly lets us know what He's talking about. Amen? There's no question about this. And the thing that is important about this is, you know, if people just read that first section and they say, well, whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments, everybody jumps to the Ten Commandments. Everybody says, see, and there's a certain group of individuals that will say, see, we are meant to keep the commandments. Paul knows what I'm talking about. Okay, I won't get any more specific than that. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. Ignorance is bliss. Okay, so, <laughs> but I want you to understand, he defines this because there are a lot of people out there that think that they can just do the right thing and get to heaven. Are you all with me? That's why he goes into define and he says, and this is his commandment in verse 23, when he says that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. So he's saying, listen, there's one commandment I want to give you basically and that is believe in Jesus. It's not about all the Ten Commandments. It's not about all the law and everything else. He's saying believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. And he's saying you do that and you love one another. You're there. Remember the two commandments when, when the lawyer tried to trick Jesus? What did he say? Which is the greatest of the commandments? And he said basically two things. Love God. Love your neighbor. He says on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Amen. So anyway, getting back to this, even though we'll be looking at uh, verse 23 in relation to all of this, there is a far greater truth that needs to be looked at here. Um, and that is the two keys that the Apostle John reveals to us in receiving everything we ask of God. That is huge. You know, it's one thing, you know, it, I think we're happy if we're getting about 50 or 60 percent of what we ask. The Apostle John got everything he, he couldn't write this if he didn't. Can you understand why he was so hard to kill now? All he had to do is ask his way out. All right. So, <laughs> Firstly, it is important to keep Jesus Christ and his word at the very center of our being. Second, we need to do those things that are pleasing in his sight and love one another with his own love. Remember again that that is the love of God. Amen. This is not just friendship love this is God's love which requires the Holy Spirit and his leading his power and his leading amen amen and now when we talk about keeping God and his word at the center of our being remember again that we are talking about the rightly divided word you know it's not just any word and you need to be careful what word you put in there can I get amen on that please okay <laughs> a lot of word doesn't mean you have a lot of faith you could have a lot of confusion. Amen. You need the rightly divided word. And if you get the rightly divided word, it will never contradict itself. 
if it doesn't contradict itself, then you become the person that James says will get everything from God. Remember he said a double-minded man will receive nothing from God, which tells us something a single-minded man or woman will receive everything from God. We need to stay single-minded. Amen? And that will never happen without the right to divide the word of God. I don't have time for that today. I want to move to the next part because we did deal with this last time. In addition to this, we must also learn to lean on and be led by the Spirit in order to love like God, like God loves or like God does. And do those things that are pleasing in His sight. See, we need God in us to help us to love like God. That's why some, you know, people say, well, you have a religion, I'll do my religion, you do your religion. Well, dear God, I hope we're not doing religion. (laughs) Okay? Because we can't do this in our own strength. We need God on the inside of us revealing to us how to love. Do you know that needs a revelation, by the way? You can't just love, you know, because some days you just look and think, I have nothing in me to give you. Ooh. <laughs> okay? That's where you need God to be on the inside of you to love. He allows you to love people that are unlovable. I've experienced this firsthand. In, you know, in, in, I've looked at somebody and said, God, I just can't love that person. Now, don't all look all holy and saintly at me. Okay? I know there's somebody in your life. That you had difficulty with, all right? Okay. And I, mean, I just, I'm honest with God. You know, I don't play games with God. I don't say, well, I'm a priest. I love everybody. You know, okay? I wish, okay? But that ain't the truth, okay? There's just people that just are difficult to love. You know, and I say, God, you need to show me. You really need to talk to me about this one because I just can't do it. I know it's a commandment, but I just can't. I'm telling you. Jesus said, be hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm. Amen? So, you know, when I'm cold, I'm cold. I just said, I'm cold. I can't do it. I'm cold, okay? All right? <laughs> and it's really interesting what he will do to change something inside of me to cause me to love. Do you know why? Because he loves that person. For God so loved the world, and it didn't say, except the person you don't love. We like it to say that. We like it to say, God so loved the world, except that person. You know, even God can't love that person, is what we wanted to say. But it does not say that. It said, God so loved the world. So if he so loved the world, then there is a love in there for each and every person that you can tap into. Amen? And can I say this? Remember Jesus said, mountains will only move while you forgive. Do we need to see that scripture? Do we all know? Mark 11, 23, 24, 25, and 26. Because we like 23 and 24. We go, hallelujah, amen. Put a full stop there. Let's not go to 25 and 26 because that's inconvenient. No? (laughs) Okay? When you stand praying, if you have a word against any, forgive. If they really deserve it. But if they don't, then don't worry about it. Isn't what it goes on to say. You know, we read stuff into things. And we're wondering why our mountains aren't moving. Listen, for you to have a faith that can move a mountain, whatever size that mountain is, you need to be able to forgive anybody of anything whatever size the sin that is. 
Amen. Or is it all me? Anyway, whatever, okay? <laughs> Listen, at least if you know, you know how to attack this thing. Amen? At least you're not going to God and saying, how come this isn't working or that isn't working? Remember again, Hosea, you know, God said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That's Hosea 4, 6. Anyway, back to this. <coughs> Where was I? Okay. As always, this does include doing the right thing at the right time and knowing the difference between a good thing and a God thing. You all know the difference, right? You know, not everything good is God. You really need to watch out for the things that you might try to do in your own strength or somebody guilted you into doing something. You know, we used to have a lot of that happen. <laughs> it's probably still happening. I'm just not listening to that stuff anymore. But, you know, where somebody will get up and they will preach this message and so you got to love everybody and then they'll, they'll guilt everybody into going making cakes and, you know, uh, apologizing to people that sometimes they didn't know you had a problem until you told them. Now they've got a problem with you. Hello? <laughs> Amen? That's why I said you always need to be spirit-led. And also there are some people, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you, there are some people that want to push your face in every time they see you. Okay? And, <laughs> you know, do them a favor and don't put your face in front of them. Stay away from those people. Well, I'm meant to love everybody. You can love from a distance. And some days you need to love from a distance. Don't hate from a distance. Love from a distance. Just say, God, I love him, but they don't like me much at all. Okay? So we're not going to give them that challenge today. Something that they have to repent over, and probably I'm going to have to repent over. Amen? And so you need to be led by the Spirit about how you love people. Good is not always God. Get it? Amen. But can I say this as well? When God tells you to do something, even though you may not think it's the right time, do it because God's saying he's seeing hearts and he knows now is the right time. Now is his time. And don't try to push it off to your time. Because sometimes we lose an opportunity. We lose a window. Are you all here? And then it gets hard again. And then we're trying to now make up for it. And it becomes almost impossible. Then we blame God and, you know, like I said, it's the right thing at the right time. Okay. All right. Further to all this, Simon J. Kissimaka also says that pleasing God flows forth from love and loyalty. <laughs> you need both. You need to love God and be loyal to him in pleasing him. Are you all with me? So the things that you do, you do because you love him and... Not when it's just convenient. Amen. I know this is a hard message, and now I'm not looking for amens from you. I'll say amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> I haven't finished the quote yet. So pleasing God flows forth from love and loyalty. Implicitly, John reminds his readers of Jesus. During his earthly ministry, Jesus always sought to please the Father by doing his will. This is brought out in John chapter 8. The latter half of verse 29, where Jesus says there, The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please Him. Now let me, just, let me just show you something there. I want you to notice, He says, I always do those things that please Him. Can I switch it around a little bit? 
So he never leaves me. In Jesus saying, the Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. One of the ways that you can keep God, his anointing and his presence in your life, is to constantly ask God, is this something that pleases you? Is this something that is right? Can I say this to you? Please understand something here. Because I don't want you to go away thinking that God just is only looking out for you to do things that bless him. Because he so needs it. He doesn't need it. (laughs) Okay? Listen. The things that bless him are the things that are good for you. The things, the reason he asked you to ask him first. See, my kids are that way. They'll ask me because they have faith in me and confidence in me that I will never ever say no to something that blesses them but might be inconvenient for me. Hello. I know we're not doing parenting today, but that is a thing, okay? And so they have come to understand if I say yes to something, then it doesn't matter how I feel about it, whether the thing is very, you know, when they were little, if the toy was very loud and very annoying, but if they liked it, I'll say yes. I won't say no because it's annoying to me, (laughs) okay? So they grew up with a certain faith in me that they'll ask me and they understand that I will only say no if it is going to hurt them in some way. Are you all here? And so because of that, you see, that's the way God wants us to know him. That if he ever says no, it's not because it's an inconvenience to him, it's going to hurt you. That's why if you do the things that please him, then you are doing everything that is a blessing to you. And will not hurt you or harm you down the way. See, we always have a, a, an idea of what things should be like. And we sometimes think, well, if I had that, everything will be fine. We need to be careful that if we had that 20 years down the track, we're not saying, oh God, why did I ever say yes to that? I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some gold here. Amen? Okay. Let's continue. And since it was the Apostle John who recorded this in his gospel, and interestingly, this is in John 8, 29. You know what's interesting? No other gospel has had a record of this. It's obvious that he understood the incredible importance of it. And why? Because he did the same as his Lord, it was impossible to kill him. See, John had an insight and a revelation about pleasing God. Amen. And because he had that, God wouldn't let you know, God wouldn't let anybody touch him. And he understood his rights as a child of God. That's why he said, Behold, now are we the children of God. We are coming up to another verse in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. I mean, he was power packed, man. I mean, the things that he wrote in this epistle. Show us why it is so powerful and why you couldn't kill this man. Because, you know, he had revelation. Not just, he didn't just know stuff. Do you understand everything that he wrote was from revelation? Everything that he wrote was something that he lived and that he experienced. When he said here, and whatever we ask, we receive from him. That's the, that's kind, that's the life that he had. Whatever he asked, he got I can imagine people looking and saying, how come he gets everything he asks for? You know, if I'm getting like two out of ten, I'm thrilled. With him, 
Every single thing, he opens his mouth and you go, well, there it is, it's there, you know. Before, before he finishes with the amen, somebody goes, oh, here, brother, you know, whatever, okay? You know what I'm trying to say? You can't write this unless you've experienced this. Amen. So I want you to take this seriously. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to a place where you're batting 100. You know, every time you ask, it happens. There are some rules. We're, we're finding out about them. Amen? Okay. In fact, it is based on this revelation that the Apostle John would go on to say in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. You all know these verses, but we will look at them when we get to them again. He says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. Do you know why he had confidence in him? Because he did those things that pleased him. This is the confidence that we have. When we do the right thing, we can have confidence. That if we ask anything according to his will, which is what pleases him, Remember again, His will for your life is everything best for you. Are you all with me? Amen? All right. He says, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Verse 15, He says, if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, no, look again, whatever we ask, whatever we ask, He'll think about it. He'll send it up to a committee. They will vote on <laughs> Okay? You might say, oh, brother, it ain't in my Bible. No, it's not there. I'm just kidding. All right? I'm just... Listen, it, none of those things happen. He says, whatever we ask... Look at the next two words. We know. I don't want to preach on this today, but I need a little bit. Okay? He says, we know. He doesn't say, we guess. We hope. Do you understand the difference between guessing and hoping and knowing? Do you know what knowing is? If I take this Bible and I let go of it, I know it will fall. I'm not hoping. I'm not believing. If I let it go, it will fall. Do you all know that? Yeah, see, that's the difference. You all know if I let go, this will fall. Now, if there was a cat under here, you'd be concerned. <laughs> okay? Because you know if I let it go, it will hurt the kitty. Where's our faith? Do we know that if we pray... If we got a sickness, a disease, if we pray, it'll fall and it will hurt the disease. Are you all with me? We know. We need to get to the place where we know. Just like I let go and you know it's going, man. I mean, that thing, you know, say goodbye to cat. You know, it is going. It's going to go down and hit hard is how we need to approach prayer. Get this now. I'm, I'm teaching you how to have faith in God. I'm teaching you how to get to the place where you're not guessing, you're not hoping, you know. And watch this. He says, and if, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have. We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him or desired of him. Whatever translation. Are you all with me? See, he never had to guess. But can I say this? He never just went in to ask God, you know, just thinking, well, let me throw this out there and see what comes back. He respected the presence of God. He respected God. If you were going to see the queen or some high official, you would take time to prepare. I hope you would anyway. <laughs> okay? You'll be freaking out. You're prepared. Trust me. Okay? <laughs> All right? You will do everything that you can before you walked into their presence. 
But isn't it sad the way we walk into God's presence and we go, well, do we have to? I don't know if I want to pray today. I'm just not up to it today. Is our attitude. And then we think, how come nothing's happening? Well, check the attitude. Amen. Amen. You know, somebody said, your attitude depends, determines your altitude. Amen. I mean, you want to get high up there where the eagles are and where everything is yes and amen? Check your attitude. Amen. <laughs> I had to check my time. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> I, I pray that you're getting something out of this. Now, like I said, you know, we will look at these scriptures in detail when we get to them because of the truths contained. But returning to 1 John 3.22, notice again that as long as we keep His commandments by acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and continue to please God by at least loving one another, the Apostle John promises us that whatever we ask, we receive from Him. In fact, in his commentary, Simon J. Kistemarket writes, note that John writes the present tense. Listen, we receive, not we will receive. The promise is certain because God keeps his word. This is brought out in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. Let's go and look, look at that verse very quickly. In fact, I'm looking at it from the New American Standard Bible. I don't know if we've got the version. We don't have it. Don't worry about it then. Okay. <laughs> okay. It is one of the best translations of this verse. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. It says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. I am watching over my word to perform it. I am not watching over what you hope to perform it. I'm not watching over what you decide you want to perform it. Listen, I'm giving you something here. If you want to talk to God, talk to Him according to His word. According to His will. Because you can then take back and say, excuse me, hang on a minute. Your word says, do you know what that's for? It's not that God's got a bad memory. God says, what did I say that? Let me see, let me see. Ooh, yeah, I said that, didn't I? <laughs> okay. You're not going to get that from God. He's not, you know, he, he, he knows his word. Amen. And <laughs> but the thing is, you say something. See, you know, one of the things that I, when I was first in, in the Word of Faith movement, and again, I've never left it. Okay, I've just added. Hallelujah. All right, because Peter always says, add to your life. Amen. All right, don't ever substitute, add to it. If it's good, add to it. And it was good, okay? One of the things that, you know, we, we got taught, the six steps to answered prayer. Do you know what the first step to answer, the first step was? Decide what you want. Wow, you know, that's where the problem was. Right there was the problem. Because everybody decided what they wanted. Nobody went and checked with God what he wanted. For them. For that situation. Because we can only ask based on what we know. Andrew Reitzma isn't here today. He's our pilot, okay? He likes to do flying things. I'm going to give you a flying thing. Is that okay? I'll give you a flying <clears throat> God is like the guy that sits at the radar. Okay? And, you know, you might say, well, I want, you know, 32,000 feet. And the guy in the radar says, no, you're going to 4,000. Level off at 4. Do you know why? Because at 32, there's another plane. You can't see. He can. If you were sitting in his place and you were looking at that, you'd go, oh yeah, four is good. 
Because there's another one at 12, there's another one at 16, there's another one at 20. I mean, the, the pattern is full. You need to stay there until one lands and then we'll take you up another notch. You got to stay there because you all don't know what the heck you're doing. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's around you. You can't see the way God can see. And so we go, yeah, but I really, really, really want 30,000 feet. Yeah, but you really, really, really don't want to crash and die. And if you ask for it and you insist on it, and you decide, well, bless God, I'm just going to take it up to 32 because that's where I want to be. <laughs> We're burying you very quickly, very soon, and I find it hard to find pieces to bury. Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you know, up there, and it, uh, never mind. Anyway. Do you understand why we need to go to God, but we shouldn't be deciding? And it should be God saying to us, we need to let the Lord know what we desire. And then allow him to talk to us about what to get, which direction to go, what steps to take. Are you all with me? Amen. Once, because he will start to lead you and guide you. Listen, once you've asked him, listen, this is good news for you. Are you all ready? Once you've asked him, it becomes his responsibility to guide you. This is how I work with him. I just say, if you say no to something, you better let me know some other way. If I'm messing up, because I really want to, I am not trying to get you to agree with me. You all here? Okay, some people do that. They twist and twist and twist. Hopefully God will say yes after about the 600th time. He's not going to say yes, you're going to die. That will definitely be a no every single time. Okay, all right? So the thing is that it's not one of those things. I let him know. I'm not trying to twist you up. I just need to know this is what you want me to do. I like really need to know. So I'm going to take a step because remember he said the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. There's a time where you stand still and know that he is God, but then after that you need to start moving. He will give you instruction. Amen? And then you need to take a step. You might say, well, I, is that the right step? Well, take one and he'll let you know. <laughs> Amen. And he'll go, whoop, no, the other way. Go, oh, okay. See, you're moving now. You're not standing still anymore. Amen. And then he becomes responsible for where, you, where, for where you're going and how things turn out. I've said that over and over again. I've, I've said to him at certain times, I've said, God, if this is not right, just block it, stop it, just bring it to an end. I don't care if I had my heart turned on it. I don't care. Because I know if that wasn't right and it went through, I would be regretting it somewhere down the line. And then we'll be praying a lot of prayers. There'll be a lot of angels trying to fix this big mistake. <laughs> okay? That would have all been avoided if this first, you know, if we just didn't go there, didn't do that. I've, I've learned to do that, man. I'm, I'm good that way. I've had enough regret in my life to know, to, to defer to God, whatever. And if something just suddenly just falls apart and doesn't work, I go, thank you, Jesus. I don't do like some people do. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, if you think so, God. Ah, no, man, just don't do that. You're crying over something stupid. Amen. It's like the guy that said, God, look what I'm doing for you. I'm giving up cigarettes that are killing me for you. He's going, yeah, right. That really blesses me. Kissimak also says this. He says, God fulfills our requests 
because of the bond of love and fellowship between father and child. Isn't that beautiful? You need to understand. This goes back to 1 John 3 too. Remember again, the Apostle John said, Beloved, now, beloved, beloved. Now, do you know why he put the word beloved? It's not just him loving us. It's his reminding that God loves us. And he says, now are we the children of God. Or now we are the children of God, depends on what version you're looking at. Amen? He says, listen, that's not something in the future. You are right now God's kid. Do you understand what he's trying to tell us? Is It's not about us being God's kid as much as him being our father, him loving us, and him looking after us as a daddy would. Amen? So you need to know all of that to understand that whatever we ask, we receive. Because daddy wants to give us everything. Do you know God has everything to give? God doesn't have everything full stop. God has everything to give. Why does he want to give? He can make more stuff. You know he, you know he creates. Right? <laughs> you know? Do you know, in fact, that's one of the, the scripture verses that says, whatever you ask, you know, I will give you. That scripture actually in the original languages says, whatever you ask, if it doesn't exist, I will create it for you. Isn't that incredible? That's why people don't like to read the English. It's so lame, you know, <laughs> okay? That's what the original language says. So if it does, don't worry, it doesn't exist. It will when, by the time you need it. Some person will have a brilliant idea. Think it was theirs. Make something. God will give you the money. You can go get it. Why can't they just give it to me? Come on, man. Give the guy some credit for making the thing, you know? <laughs> okay? I'll pay him. You, God will give you the money. Don't worry about it. Hey, I'm, I'm out of time. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all the wisdom, the revelation, and the insight that you're bringing through your word. And we thank you, Father. As we learn more of this, we thank you, Father, that our, our prayer life becomes more and more powerful. That as we ask according to your will, according to your word, as we please you, Lord, as we keep our focus on Jesus Christ, we thank you that it opens the door to every good and perfect gift that we receive blessing from above, abundance into our life, and we live the life that you designed and destined for us. Hallelujah. And Father, I just pray, if there's anybody in the sound of my voice right now, wherever this is going, that has either backslided, lost their relationship with you somehow, they're still Christians, but... They've just lost that spark. They've just lost that drive that they had on the inside. I just thank you, Father, right now, they reconcile. They confess their sin. They, all they need is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess or acknowledge our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Restore us back to a place of perfection with God. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord, that they receive that right now. For those that are out there right now that are listening to this and they want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that they receive him as Lord right now simply by saying, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as Lord. I believe that you were raised from the dead, that I now serve a living Christ. Hallelujah.
No more serving dead gods. In Jesus' name. Amen.